0: Hey mama, stop what you're doing right now and join my birth classes. It is open enrollment and it's a special one because we have added some extra new bonuses just for you. And hint, hint, don't forget that insurance may reimburse you and you can also use your HSA or your FSA to pay for birth classes. So it's a no brainer. If you join this week, you're gonna get not only a huge discount by using the code birth queen, all in caps, because you know you are, but you're also going to get six or seven bonuses. Bonus number one, you're gonna get 30 days free in my mama membership, which is where all the magic is happening. After 30 days, you can leave us if you want, boo-hoo. Or you can stay with us for 19 a month. And some of my mamas stay with me for years, if that tells you anything. You're also gonna get bonus number two, which is my newborn academy. Bonus three, the birth coach class. Bonus four, the postpartum recovery roadmap class along with some other bonuses. And if you join by Friday night at midnight, you're gonna get my Birthing Waves, which is a brand new course and it's guided meditations for labor and beyond. Brand spanky new and I'm so excited to welcome you in. Don't forget, we hang out with all of our students every Wednesday. We have a pregnancy hangout via Zoom where you get to see my face and my doulas every single Wednesday. I'll see you on the inside. Go to labor nurse mama dot com forward slash the word calm C A L M labornursemama.com forward slash calm. I'll see you on the inside. My name is Trish Ware and I am obsessed with all things pregnancy and birth and helping you to navigate both the practical and the magical seasons of this journey called motherhood. I'm an all day coffee sipping mama of seven. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many babies in my 15 plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse and as a mama of seven. I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. Hello, everyone. I am so excited about today's episode, and I know I say that all the time, but today's episode is a little different than anything that we have ever done. We have a guest who has something so unique. Honestly, I don't know, Joel. I don't know that I've even heard of this anywhere. So Joel Austin from Daddy University is here with us, and he is a postpartum doula. And I'm just going to let you tell everyone what you do.
1: Hi, My name is Joel Austin. I'm president and CEO of Daddy University Incorporated. We are a male parenting education company founded in 2004. And we help fathers become better fathers and one of our initiatives and in our programs is the doulas for dads program and I am a certified postpartum doula we specifically work with couples and we enjoy our work every single day
0: I so if you follow me or you know me Joel I'm very blunt and I'm going to ask you questions that I know because I inside my membership and with my students we meet every week and We talk about the real stuff, so I'm gonna ask you questions that I really want to know. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. So first of all, like, how, like, what made you decide that you wanted to be a postpartum doula?
1: I was attending the maternal health conferences to gain more information. I was attending the Black maternal health conferences. I was attending the breastfeeding conference, and I'm also on the Alliance, the Delaware County Alliance for Breastfeeding. And I started to realize a trend and the trend was they talk about some of the issues, talk about some of the problems. And I realized from my standpoint and from other new dads and other dads standpoint, I was a solution to that. I was a solution to a lot of things. I was a solution to bringing comfort. I was the solution. And I also felt a little upset, Trish, that you didn't involve me as a solution or as a medicine or as a part of the cure. That I still was in a room and still present in a room and invisible in the room at the same time. I was approached to become a postpartum doula, and I did. And then I wrote a grant to a maternal health organization. I wrote a paternal grant, and they granted us. And I now have eight other trained postpartum doula, males postpartum doulas in our area.
0: Okay, so go you number one, and whoever approached you, go that person because that's pretty cool. But like to get real, so like one of the conversations, like I po- so I posted a post just recently on like how nasty that for like going to the bathroom yes. after you have a baby, and like how bloody and how stinky and all of that, and. Like, just today, I go live in my membership, and we're talking about, like, those first couple days and, like, how you don't want a lot of visitors and, like, for some women to have a male postpartum doula coming in, seeing their vagina swollen, all the blood, all the goop, do you find, like, some women get shy with a male doula, or do you think that's not been a problem?
1: So you said, let's be honest and clear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what
1: we want. 80% of my clients, their gynecologist, gynecologists is a male. Yeah. So let's just, <laughs> one, people. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. You go see the doctor twice a month. So that's not an oddity. And some of the best OBGYNs are, you try to get in to see the male. So secondly, I'm a
0: So touche on that, but still, it's a little different than having a good-looking guy coming into your house, squatting in front of your toilet. I'm
1: postpartum also, so I don't get into the birth. I'm postpartum also. But before we even get started, there's trust factors. I know what I'm talking about. I'm trained. I'm not only trained, I'm certified. The other thing is that I try to separate, and what we're going to have to do is separate gender from position. Yeah. So you look at me, and if you look at my gender as a male, you'll say males aren't supposed to this and that. But then if you look at my position, which is I'm a dad of four, this is—I don't know. You said be real. This you're—it's not the first vagina I've had yeah. four babies. Those are not the first time I saw someone breastfeed. So it's not an arousal thing for me. It's more of a miracle yeah. for me.
0: And I'm just so you know, I've worked with a lot of male labor and delivery nurses, and I know like you see a boob, you've seen a boob, when you work, you it becomes your work. So yeah. I'm not saying it in a way. I'm just talking yeah. for my moms. I know what my girls think. And so I'm asking what I know my girls are going to be thinking.
1: If that is any negative, what the positives that come out of it are even greater. Because what you end up having is a spouse or partner. People will trade it off in a heartbeat to have a supportive spouse or supportive partner or supportive new dad. That's something you would be like, oh, I have a, he's a male. But then on the other hand, my meals are prepped and I get a chance to take a bath. Those are the trade off is amazing.
0: Yeah. And I just wanted to get that out there because I want that out there. Like one of one of the my first guests on the podcast was AJ and he is a labor nurse and he's incredible and I love that he got so sick of people asking him on social media like they just bring up like you're a labor and delivery nurse. And you're right. So that's why I wanted to get that done so that it's out because you're right. It's not about male or female. And now, granted, we're going to go that we do a lot more than the OB does as far as actual hands-on care, whether it's a doula or a labor nurse or whatever. So that's that. But I wanted to get that out there because I don't want someone listening to this and not hearing what you really have to say.
1: And I found that with your (laughs) yeah. Yep. You don't care.
0: Yeah, you don't care. You just some you want someone to take care of you. And when you have hemorrhoids and you can't get a solution to how bad that hurts, you don't care who helps solve the problem. So yes. So I love that you did that because what we need is women to be taken care of in the postpartum period. Yes. Because I, I'm in a weird zone right now as a labor and delivery nurse. So if you – being in this space, you probably know this, but labor and delivery and postpartum are almost like oil and water in the hospital. So like when I'm working on a, in labor and delivery in the past and I get floated to postpartum, I'm like, ugh. It's, I want to work in labor and delivery. That's where I want to be. I don't want to go to postpartum. So I haven't spent a significant time in postpartum except for with my own, which I have seven children. But during that time, I was alone because we as women don't really, you don't spend a lot of time with other women when you're in your own postpartum journey. It's very lonely. Labor nurse mama, we have opened up a postpartum membership. And it was by default because I missed my pregnant mamas because we do a weekly hangout. So we opened up this postpartum site of it, and it has been the most beautiful surprise. But it's also been an eye-opener for me because there is a huge gap in our care in this country. And there are really lonely women out there who are not being cared for. So I want to hear from what are you like as a postpartum dual? Cause I don't think that a lot of people know that's available.
1: I don't think they do yet. We are only since 2020. Our dualists have been working in the industry and then we only work with couples. So when I go to visit somebody, I'm visiting both. I speak the language. I'm bilingual. I speak maternal language and I also speak paternal language. I'm able to explain what nesting looks like for mom while she's doing this and what nesting looks like for dad. Dads do nest. It looks totally different though. They look psychotic. But you need to know what it looks like and know that's why he's fixing the steps that have been broken for 20 years. And now he wants to fix the garage door because the baby has to come through the garage door one day. So it looks different. And then I also talk about postpartum depression and baby blues in moms, which is like one in four. And then also postpartum depression and baby blues in dads, which is one in 10. So you need to know what it looks like because people aren't trying to leave you. Sometimes it's actually postpartum depression that need to be evaluated. And hopefully this brings us, again, Trish, this is all about support. It's supporting you, it's supporting the mom, it's supporting the new dads. And Our motto at Doulas for Dads is I'm having a baby too. Not that I'm actually physically having one, but mentally I'm freaking out too. I'm nervous too. I don't know what's going to happen to her too. I don't know if the baby's going to be healthy too. I don't know nutrition too. Like I don't know all these answers. And I'm, I leave this hospital with a baby and either I'm going to know how to care for it or I'm not knowing how to care for it, and that's where we need to change.
0: So I want to rewind, okay, just a little, and because something you said just really hit me hard. Because I spend so much time with the mom, and truthfully, I've heard from a lot of moms who are pregnant. That I've heard quite a few that these dads. I've had a few that the dads want to leave leave the moms when they're pregnant or postpartum. So you're saying that could be a sign of either depression.
1: Baby blues or postpartum depression. Absolutely. It's interesting.
0: That's so interesting. Cause I just was talking to my husband because I've, I hear it a bit. I, I do with my birth classes. We hang out with our girls. We have a weekly coaching call. So I'm a little bit different than most birth classes. So I get to know these girls like they're in my heart. And so I was just telling my husband again, I've heard this again, and he's, I don't get it because my husband and I got married late in life. He's never had children, and he's, I just don't understand. I was like, I don't either, but that is really interesting to hear that, and even when you were saying about the, the husband nesting by fixing this, I can only imagine, and she's thinking, why the hell are you fixing the garage door? We need the crib put together. Absolutely.
1: Yes, because when we come home with the baby, if the garage door gets stuck, the baby will be stuck in the car. Like I'm looking at all these scenarios and you're like, but the crib. So the language has to come in and say, all right, for her, for us, crib first. Because here's the other thing. I'm thinking, why are we building a crib in the first trimester? We got six months. I can put that bad boy together with my tools in five minutes. But my job and other people's job is to say the crib lowers stress. Any type of form of lower stress is lower stress on mom. And I'm not going to tell everyone how that helps in maternal wellness. And if the crib does take 10 minutes with your drill, then the rest of the minutes can be used for the garage. So we just have Mm -hmm. to figure out Um, through language, because now mom's upset. And I'm sorry, new mothers do not communicate well. I know they think they do, but their mind is saying, I said this, but then when it comes out, it's all like, you're stupid garage. But then he's not, he's thinking in a step-by-step manner. So we now have to say, these are mom's top tens. These are your top tens. Let's finish her first five first, then you can do yours. Let's do her next five and then she's going to be all right. Or either let's knock out her whole 10 and you're free to make sure that the carburetor on the car is running correctly because you need to make sure there's air in all tires because God forbid a flat tire comes when I bring my baby home. The answer to all the questions for his erratic behavior is, I'm thinking about when I bring the baby home.
0: I love that.
1: It could be be something. It could be when the because the baby needs to see out the window. And it's, it's what it looks like.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And that, that's something that you can do that not a lot of people can do is bridge that gap.
1: (laughs) We've become, be able to communicate both sides and then also communicate uh, medically, not medically, but uh, talk about what some things could happen and what your role is in jumping into that. All of my dad's cannot birth. They are not able to have children, but I do put them in charge. They are now in charge of hospital visits. They are now in charge of OBGYN visits. They are the head in charge and the leader of nutrition for mom. We put them in these places of power to make sure there is support. You there. There's nap time for mom. You are the leader of nap time if you uh, if your mother-in-law wants to keep coming over just for a kiss, you are in charge of regulating mom- in-law's visits because I could love be it' an you're issue. like a guard dog security Let's just call yeah. baby security because we always have that one aunt the one... yeah <laughs> it's always the one aunt so yeah put it in charge of this care, and the reality is they're in charge of care and they're in charge of support.
0: One of the workshops we had in our community was called Accepting Imperfect Help. And that was so just – it was such a good workshop. And for me, I, I have adult children down to eight – and I, it was such a learning curve because I realized what she was teaching was that when we, when our partner is trying to help us with baby, and we're constantly criti- critiquing and criticizing and saying no, that's not the way. Don't do it like that. If they're helping and it's it's safe, yes, then just take it. Let them help you. It doesn't matter if they don't hold the baby the way you do or wrap the baby or maybe the diaper's a little wonky or whatever. As long as it's safe, they're not going to poop out the diaper or pee out the diaper or whatever let them do it their way because the more we critique them the less likely they are to help you and you're setting yourself up for failure as well and so I love that you're there to empower the dad so that they are taking charge and they're taking ownership and they're playing like such a powerful role because I think that when you don't I know, and I'm speaking for myself. So for those of you guys listening, I don't want to make assumptions, but I know for myself in my own path, I would cri- critique my ex and then I would also resent. So I would want him to do more, yes. but I would resent what he did. So he was like damned if he did and damned if he didn't in certain areas. And so th- I, th-
1: And I must say that, there is no dad or dual organization that can help with that. There are no excellent fathers and partners and husbands that can help with that. That has to come from the oldest sorority in the world, and that is called motherhood. Other mothers have to tell other mothers, you keep this up, you will hit rock bottom. In a rock bottom way, I've seen it happen with my couples, and I have to tell all of your people that P- the pee does not care if the Velcro is on the back or the front. The poop does not care whether the... it will. Yeah. It does not... Pee does not... Vomit does not critique. If I don't have it swaddled correctly, the baby will let you know whether it's swaddled correctly. Yeah. Your child, your, the baby will also teach you and that we do things a different way, not a worse way, but a different way. But only other mothers can come and let other mothers know... I've done it. It it did not work, and I'm begging you, try to just split up some of these responsibilities little by little, so that you can have a. Because the other thing about maternal wellness is, we have this thing where postpartum is maybe two months after, three months after. No, this is like a thousand days after. There's some people are stitched up and still trying to get up and down the steps, like we. We as the motherhood sorority and also the fatherhood fraternity have to stop this pride and ego. You're not supposed to do it all. That's why it's called motherhood. It's not called singlehood. It's (laughs) there's a, there are moms waiting. And I have to say this, there are moms sitting around waiting for the phone call for when you need help. They do not, they look like they're working. They look like they're, But they're waiting for you to say, hey, I need water or I need this. And there's this mom train of instinctability that comes into the sorority comes into play. You'll have a pile of food at your front door if you just snap your fingers because we all been there and know. But that's a pride and ego thing. And only other mothers can help other mothers get off of that. And it hurts the inclusion and it hurts the teamwork.
0: Man, you just inspired me so much because I. I have such a heart for community that's – and mentoring women. I've done it in my church. I've And we've been meeting as a team and like how can we – like I told you, this postpartum side of my membership came out of nowhere. But it's declared itself and it's a need. And so we want to meet it. And I, as you're talking, I was like, gosh, we need to set up a meal train for these new moms. And then my other members, if they want to send a meal, they can send a meal. Because unfortunately – my age group, we did things like that. But this younger age group that are having children, they're living a very busy, isolated life. And there is not That There's an online sense of community, but they don't have that same, oh, my group of like church group or this group and oh, so-and-so had a baby. Who wants to bring the meals this week or who wants to do that? They don't have that the way we did. So it it is a little bit different, but you're right. Like we need to come alongside each other and be – but it would change a lot of aspects of our culture yeah, but a one. little better
1: because your meal train right now can be a hundred dollar gift card to Uber Eats. It's,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
1: still saying uh, you don't, it's still focused on the 1000 days postpartum. Yeah, postpartum is 1000 days now to, to really get your body, but uh, you're a nurse, so I'm not telling you, but to get your body yeah. back to so. Even if it's Uber Eats and even if you have the ability to have something delivered or you can have, send water to someone, because specifically we talk about breastfeeding, water is in the cap
0: Everything, counselor. pregnancy and postpartum. In,
1: pregnancy and postpartum. So even if you just send cases for no reason or gift
0: cards
1: yeah. or, or having a $1,000 worth of food delivery gift cards is almost equivalent to a meal train. But telling people I don't need it or the, the pride comes in where, oh, no, I got this.
0: Yes. And you're getting
1: up and down trying to prepare food.
0: Yeah. We tell our girls all the time, be real. When someone says, this is what we teach our girls inside of Call Mama, is when they're getting ready to have their babies, we teach them how to set up boundaries. And also to ask for real help. So if your friend, and we say don't invite your friend that you know is going to sit on your couch and want to ooh and all day over the baby. You want to ask your friend that you can say, hey, can you please do a load of laundry? Yes. Can you stop at Trader Joe's and bring me two meals for me and my partner? You want to ask for real help. This is not the time where they come and they hold the baby while you do the laundry. They come, they do the laundry. And if that's a person that you're uncomfortable asking that from, they don't need to come while your hoo-ha is swollen. Like they're not the person to come to your house, really.
1: We we are postpartum doulas and that is our job. It's usually three hours a day to, to, you already know, to get that meal prep and to teach that. The difference with doulas for dads is that when dad is there, we teach him that as well. So when we do leave, there's ongoing care for mom. If you have to be to work at nine o'clock, then you have to switch your schedule schedule to get up at six. And then at six o'clock, all the food preps are, all the food is in the freezer. And if mom has to get up, she mics, microwaves something for a minute or either warms up something in the air fryer for a minute and her food is already prepped. And that saves you from feeling guilty. <clears throat> if you have to go to work and then she's, getting up and down, it saves you from being guilty. And there's a lot of different laundry you can do. And there's a lot of different tasks you can do to ease, ease and assist in wellness. So our job is to make sure that mom has that 24 hour care the best you can, if you have to go back to work or not, but if you can take off and this is what you can do, because you can complain about a lot of things as a mom, but once you find out that if you breastfed, and then if you pump. And if you put the milk in a freezer and dad is taught how to to chest feed, you can get something that every mom wants. It's this miracle gift. It's called a nap. It is wonderful. It fits every size. You don't have to, it it is called a nap and it is a wonderful gift.
0: I'm not sure I know it. What is that?
1: It's (laughs) It's it's new. It doesn't come often. If you can get a half hour, 15 minutes of someone learning how to swaddle, which is only wrapping something around a football, duh, which is doing this and then playtime, you could lay down for 15, 20 minutes. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot.
0: Yeah. It's, I tell my girls all the time, it's not surprising to a mom that they use sleep deprivation in prisoner of war camps. That's not that's a no brainer. They could get anything out of anyone when they when you have a toddler (laughs) or a newborn. Like seriously. There's no there's just nothing. Like I I swear we taught on our postpartum hangout, we talk about sleep and breast milk. Ninety nine and sex, ninety nine percent of the time. Those are our main topics most of the time but yeah i love what you're doing i think it's just so incredible and i'm i just think that we need so many more male female doesn't matter but these moms need to be cared for the and the dads like and i can't help but to think that it's going to transform the future of that family in general i
1: feel that way too I feel that we teach our dads, of course, to always keep complimenting mom on everything Uh, because a new mom, there's nothing, there's no person on this earth more nervous than a new mother or more nervous about everything. And there's nothing, there's no one more nervous than a new dad as well. He looks at the outside world and thinks I'm ready to move. So we keep trying to get them to compliment each other. You're doing your best. You're doing your best. You're brand new at this. So I don't know where you get these expectations from that you're supposed yeah. to you just Well, but, I
0: know where. Yeah, well, from Instagram and other moms I, 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 because because there's so much mom shame. That's one of the first things when someone comes into my community is they have to agree to no mom shaming. In my community, if you want to breastfeed, you breastfeed. If you want to go on Medicaid, you go on Medicaid. You if go. you want epidural, get an epidural. If you want it and do get induced, get induced. If you don't want to vaccinate, don't vaccinate. You it's your choice. <laughs> but there is not going to be Mom shaming. And there is so much pressure on these new moms. And I was just about to ask you I know the dads are nervous, but do you think they really care what other dads are saying like moms do?
1: No, they don't care what other dads are saying because, unfortunately, and it's very unfortunate, you're absolutely right about mom pressure. Other moms pressure other moms. And then also, other moms have this classism with other moms. Other moms are like, I did not need an epidural. So, I guess that puts you in some certain, which I think we really have to get into the fact that in this life, if for maternal health, the fact that you live through your birth and your child is through your birth, you are a number one. That's number one because that does not happen for everybody. But dads don't care because dads are not, do not have a normal expectation of caring, which is why we come in and say, yes, there is an absolute equal role for you. You have to make these appointments because let's be honest, I have to make all these OBGYN appointments because half the time you're not even listening to them. Half the time, you're just hoping that you don't laugh so you don't fart or pee on yourself. Um, So as the dad, I'm sitting there writing down information, writing down this, and then you sometimes come to me and be like, what did she say or he say? And I'm like, oh, she said that we have to go for a walk or you have to ask him. I don't know. I just go to the appointment and Feel the way I feel.
0: Yeah. What did he say? He said, nothing in your vagina for eight weeks. That's what he said.
1: <laughs> so we can be used as these as security, used as yeah. a secretary, used as a nutritionist, used as support systems, used as a c- crying shoulder, just all of those things. You rely on them to be able to trust that they can do this role. If my dad, my dad's no who the starting quarterback is, what the starting quarterback did in high school. And so you have to trust that he knows the difference between a a dark stool and a green stool. Like he can learn that if you ask him to. Most of my dads are wondering one question. And I have to tell all of you that all of my dads only have one question on their mind. And the question is, how can I help? I apologize, but half of your moms will tell them, I don't know. Our job is to come in and say, these are the ways you can help.
0: I love that because I honestly was thinking, we never know what to say. Because my husband asks me that now. And half the time, let's just say like I'm having a really bad day or I don't feel well. That is my go-to answer because I really don't know myself how to ask for help. So I love that you're teaching them and practical
1: steps. And the reply is, if you're not sure, would you like tea? Would you like water? Would you like, and go down your list you know, of, yeah. would you like Twinkies and ca- cupcakes? Like you say, there's no shame like, in Yeah. Would you like the Oreo cookies that I stashed in the, Yeah. what is it? And sometimes if you go down a list long enough, a, a mom or a new mom will point out something. Or there's times when she's, I just want you to sit down and I'm going to lay on your lap and watch TV. That's it.
0: I love that too. And one of the things that I have found that these new moms need is to talk about their birth, especially if they're not super happy with how it turned out and without anyone saying at least, you know, you're healthy and baby's healthy. And especially if, you know, they, like you said, we hear, you know, there's moms who are like. I didn't get an epidural. I didn't need epidural. But there's also the moms like, I didn't need to be a superhero and go unmedicated. Like, you needed to do that. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't matter which way you go. There's always that person who makes you feel bad. And sometimes these moms just need to talk about it. They don't need advice. They don't need anybody to tell them. And I tell my husband this all the time because he feels like he needs to give me like the lowdown, like how to handle it. So I think I just love that. Aspect, so I'm super excited about you to come coming in to our community and teaching this workshop. Like I now I know how to pump my girls up for this workshop, and I know which direction. Like I really want you to come in and talk to them about how they can understand their husband's language and how to communicate to their husband what they need during that time.
1: What you know looks like yeah different ways to communicate. You have to let him know, like you said, and I, I'm so glad to talk to you, but you have to let him know. Listen, I'm glad you put that diaper on. I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. If you want to switch it back, the Velcro around the front, you can. But to be honest with you, again, Pete doesn't care. And, and who, then encourage as much cares? as you can. Like, because. Yeah the reality in this world is that no one else in this world has the level of safety and protection and want for the betterment than your other partner. That's my legacy. That's my new daughter. That's my new son. And I'm trying my best and be honest with you. You're trying your best too, because you're not, you've been, you've had a baby seven days ago. You're not a wizard.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) There's no lightning strike that gives you the all knowing knowledge of the mother of gods. Like you, you're, you are questioning yourself while I'm questioning myself. And sometimes it's just us two. It's not the social media. It's not the world. It's just me and you against the world with our new child. So rely and on just me, to w- laugh together and be yeah. together. And guess what? It's yeah. okay to say, I have no clue what I am doing. And then for yeah. mom to be like, I'm so glad you said that because I'm winging this. So we're going to wing it together. Yeah. Your swaddle is just as good as any swaddle I know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that's good. And I loved that as well. And what was funny is my son edits my podcast. And while she was talking about accepting imperfect help, I think we as, we, as moms, a lot of times we do that to our children too. Like we nitpick and th- that's how they learn to, ha- to do chores. Obviously, we have to train them to do a good job. and But it's still learning to accept imperfect help is a really good quality. <laughs>
1: It is. And then knowing that we learn from experience, let's say you put the diaper on wrong and poop squeezes out all the sides. Cleaning that up, there's no better lesson.
0: Especially if it's meconium. <laughs> yeah.
1: You can't. You, there's nothing you need to say. Cleaning that up is, it will never happen again. Let's yeah, just say. Exactly. It will never happen again. You don't. No one needs to say anything while you're wiping that off your car seat. Exactly. We're good. We're good. The lesson has been taught.
0: I am so glad that you came on here today. This has been such a good talk. I love it. And I love what you're doing. I think it's so powerful. And I think that you need to branch out. Uh, Yes. All over. So can you tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? And I know that you're in Philadelphia. Yes,
1: but I travel.
0: Okay, so give everybody all the information.
1: We are at Daddy University Inc. on Facebook. Same thing Daddy University INC on Instagram, LinkedIn Joel Austin, LinkedIn Daddy University, Twitter, Daddy University. We have our website is daddyuniv.com and you can register, you can and sign up for contact us. You can have dad contact us. We have information on there about ages and stages what newborn care looks like and what newborns, how they act so that they can have the same kind of information. And we tr- we're we starting to do trainings on paternal inclusion and what that looks like. We certify around the country, doulas and birth workers around the country. It's an amazing to, because it's all about support and support. And we find that supporting is I'm not going to say cure, but can decrease a lot of issues that result. And our motto is that we are having a baby too, which means we are freaking out too. So we need the same services and the same hand-helding that you do. All my dads are thinking at the end, when it really comes down to it and they wheel somebody in, dad is thinking, I don't know if she's coming back out. And so every now and then, just check on them to see if they're okay.
0: I love that. It's so powerful. I'm really, thank you so much for what you're doing. And thank you for coming today.
1: i love being on this show anytime.
0: Awesome. We'll probably have you back then. Thank you. And we'll see you inside of the membership. I can't wait for your workshop. That episode was powerful. I loved interviewing Joel. I think what he's doing with this postpartum care, postpartum doulas, so incredibly powerful. Please leave a review and tell me what you thought about what Daddy University is doing. Amazing. Hit subscribe, leave a review, and as always, I'll see you again next Friday. Bye for now.